You're very welcome to this episode of the Aldi Mummy and Me podcast series. Today, I'm going to be talking to an old maid of mine who is a great actress. She's a comedian. She's a writer. And she's just so much fun to be around. So I wanted to hang out with her and I then asked her in to do a podcast. So please open your ears even wider. That's the thing you can do to the brilliant Deirdre O'Kane. Amy! Oh, it's so lovely to have you in here. In the same room. In the same room. This is gorgeous. We've sat outside on walls a little bit over the last 18 months. When did I last see you? I actually can't remember when I last saw you. We sat in a garden. It was it was oh, glorious. Oh, did, at a fire pit. At, at, at a wood-burning fire That was good. We had alcohol. <laughs> it was glorious. But now we have coffee, which is equally good. Yeah, listen, the day is the day is early. Um, it's so great to see you. I always love hanging out with you. Um, you're just a little tonic for the soul. No, darling, you're you're the sunny disposition around here. I, I feed off your sunny energy. I'm much more... Right, we'll just get through the day. Let's see if somebody can give me a pickup along the way. See, I don't think that. You say that about yourself and you're somebody who comes into a room and entertains everyone. So well, that's, that's not, true. I'm a performer. <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> so I can be a bit <laughs> weary, but also need to be liked. So it's an odd, it's an odd Listen, mix. That's a profession that we're in. Um, I actually forgot that I, I'm not used to be a fan as in like I don't like you anymore. I started out as a fan of yours and then I, I forgot that I used to be a fan because I just ingratiated myself into your life and then made you become friends. But also, you see, you, you just forget that I'm a little bit older. So I was, I've just been around forever. I'm as old as tea. I am literally, I feel like I have been I'm not in far behind the old showbiz land for so long. Well, for so long. Well, isn't that great that you've got such sticking power? Because I saw you first in, I don't know if it was Vicar Street or the Gaiety. I was asking my mate Lynn the other day. I was like, can you remember? She's got a better memory than I do. But um, we, she was having a crap time. And I was like, what can we do just to have a bit of fun? So we booked your gig and I no went to your way. gig. Oh. And I had seen you in Paths to Freedom, which I think is one of my favourite TV shows of all time. Um, and I sometimes when I think of you as well, I think of you coming out of the tent. I remember one of the episodes, did you come out of a tent with like a glass of wine or a gin? Tonic. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's that's how you live in my head. <laughs> that's not far from the truth. <laughs> You're just brilliant. And you worked with Ian Fitzgibbon, who then I got to work with um, on yeah. Threesome and everything, uh, who's just a brilliant comedy director. Anyway, I saw you on stage and I was like, she is just gas. And I was just so, I was like, there is a woman being just owning her space, telling her truth, living her life and being funny as hell. And I hadn't... I hadn't. You. Were, I mean, you, there wasn't many female comedians back in the back in the eighteen hundreds. There really wasn't. There <laughs> no. really wasn't any. No. I mean, honestly, there was the Nulas. Yeah. And myself. There was some improv, and Pom Boyd was around for a while, and Angel D. But honestly, compared to now, I, I, whenever I when I started, I was always the only woman. In, in a club. I was always the only one. And but I'm, people, so, I'm so delighted that you came to see me back then. Anyone who buys a ticket to see me is is a friend for life. Oh, listen, I, I just loved it. And then I think we met then, I don't know how we met in the real world, but that's how that's how long I know you. You were brilliant. And then I did force you to become friends. So how was the last, how's the last year and a half <laughs> Oh, <been? laughs> wow. You know what? I've had the year of my life. The crack. <laughs> oh, Jesus, the crack. Haven't <laughs> we all just had a blast? Ah, uh, look, you know, what am I going to do? Sit here and complain? It's fine. No, it's you could totally fun. complain. <laughs> you come, come. It was, it was, it was, it was. You see your kids. How old are your kids? Now, you see, I'm in a different zone to you. Yeah. I've, I don't know which is worse. Well, my son is 12 and my daughter is 16. So yeah. I'm kind of in, let's just say I'm in teenage ter- territory. He's going to be 13 September and it's all kicked off oh, already. So I'm in a whole new space, which is you get a lot of lip. <laughs> you get an awful lot of lip and a lot of demands really? and a lot of criticism. Oh, God, the criticism. Uh, oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Do they uh, do they say it to your face or would they, would you, know, you would you, would you like, like lure it out of them and then be devastated because you lure actually ask them? Lure it out of them. Lure it out of them. They just throw it at you. I wouldn't have been I able to say that to my mum. here. Boom. <laughs> No, it's amazing because we wouldn't have dared to do it to our mothers. a chance. I may have like scribbled it in a diary and then like shot myself for four years. She would have read it. what has changed? Like, what is it? We've given them too much confidence. Far too much confidence. (laughs) We've basically been too sound to them for too long and now they're coming. It's insurgents. They're coming for us. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's just unbelievable. Like we wouldn't, I wouldn't have dared. If my mother told me to go and get something. Go down there and get the thing. I jumped. I have. She said jump and I said how I. 
Now, if I say, damn it, you go and get that for me. Oh, get it yourself. <laughs> you have two legs. I was just, what? <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> could you grab me is the latest. Mum, could you grab me? Uh, oh, could you grab me a glass of water? Could you grab me? Could you grab me? Could you grab me? Could you grab me? I'm already on my feet doing 10 jobs. <laughs> 10 jobs, God. like maybe getting the dinner and folding the laundry and doing all the bullshit that has to go on as well as whatever the real work is. Do you get, do you get worn Could down? You do, you, do, you, do you grab it? Or, do you, or like, do you have the constant fight? What, 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 what's that, best? No, that's the big question. What do you do? Do you have a constant fight? So this is every parent's battle. Will I have a constant fight with you? Somebody said to me recently, and I think it's a great phrase, you don't always have to pick up the reins. Was the, sorry, it was the ropes. It was the okay. Ropes. <laughs> it's like horse, horse riding. <laughs> Hang on, how am I going to... Okay, so you're galloping and then you do have to you pick up... Do you understand what that phrase means? No, you don't always have to pick, pick up, up the, the ropes. It's probably something to do with sailing, is it? I don't mean... Oh, shit. I don't know, but I loved it instantly. <laughs> I thought it made sense to me at the time. I don't get it. <laughs> Maybe that's because you've been a mum longer. Maybe you get it when the, your kid turns 13. Anyway, whatever. It, let's just say it's the bait, okay? Let's just say it they, made they, sense. they say something and it bugs the shit out of you. you. Your instinct is to have a comeback. Oh, I get it. Right? Okay. But actually what you have to learn to do is not answer. Now that's awful difficult for a personality like me, <laughs> right? I pride myself on being quite quick with it. Yeah. And you're going to give me something. My God, I will come back at you like lightning, right? <laughs> so now I'm like... He said it. <gasps> breathe, breathe, walk away, don't speak. So it's just very difficult. But, but that does he know you're breathing? Way. Are the nostrils going? Well, does he know? He, we had an they? almighty row yesterday, me and himself. It, it like We're very alike. We're just very, very alike. It was extraordinary. And afterwards, I thought, I said to him, Dan, we can't keep this up, love. I can't, we can't we can't go at each other like this like for the next six years. We've got to find a better way. Like this, you know, this now we do like we adore it. We'll say of course, at the end. You do. So sorry. I love you. Yeah. But I said, We got to find a better way, love. This isn't going to work now for the next six years. I said so you know, but afterwards I you know, I did have to say to myself, You're the adult, Dee. Like you're the <laughs> adult. You've got to control it. when it comes the child. back to that. Because it, it's true when you kind of do, you forget that you're like, I'm trying, I'm winging this as well, Dan. But it's so difficult I because know. they will hurl a load of abuse at you that you're so offended by. But actually, fact, they're just testing their boundaries. And but of course they are. And I was thinking an explosion t- of totally. um, hormones, etc, etc. But sure, I'm having my own explosion of hormones. <laughs> so then we've got a nice <laughs> big oh, clash. Cool. Yeah. But the thing is, like with their friends, they would never be as honest because they're probably trying to be kind of cool and maintain, friend, you know, you can never be you hurt the ones you, you love and the ones you're closest to so that's your kind of like I don't know formative battleground you're very wise oh I don't you're, know you've an awful lot of wisdom in you you do that's basically it that yeah. was that was all I that's all I have no, but, but it is they, they'll test you because they can't do that and you course. remember that even being a teenager you're just going oh, I'd love to say that to your one no, you but see, I can't no this is She's back scary. to our mothers I don't remember being like that as a teenager because I wouldn't have been let I wouldn't have been allowed to disrespect my parents no. the way they do now but you are right. Let it go. Like it's not. It's it's not. Me- you know what I mean. They're they're trying to find out who they are. They're they're kind of discovering their own little voices and the, they're challenging you and they're coming back at you and they they kind of have to. Yeah. So you just actually have to go la 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 la. Yeah. Well, la, listen. La. Maybe it's better because it's formative and maybe we were all we don't know how to have arguments because we never it never really you just we're, we're I'm not going to disrespect my parents. I won't. I won't. I won't. Mm. But maybe you need to. Maybe this is good. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe this is great tea. I'm just glad I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not in the middle of it. Well, I'll tell you what was good about it was after we had our big blow up yesterday, we did have a chat about it. Like I was taking him to football and I realised afterwards he was probably quite stressed about, oh. he was stressed, he couldn't find his shin guards, his socks, his shoes, his this, his that. And I'm going, yeah, but I, I told you to get yourself ready, but instead you just sat there looking it's at that. your phone. It's that. It's when I What I say to my kids is like, I hate being a wind. I want to enjoy our time together but all that comes is mm. like that I have to say the same thing over and over and over and over I feel like I need to write out lists and just go I've said that to you for, like I've given you an hour warning an hour oh, yeah. warning and this one oh, here's here's so one of my this is one of my favourites but you didn't have to shout that at me I said yeah but the thing that you didn't notice darling was that I said it six times very nicely very nicely and then I blew 
Then I blew. I go to bed every night and go, I am not going to give out to anyone tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be the day that I will saunter through the house and go, don't worry about that, lovely. Don't, and I, it just never happens within a half an hour. It's just the, it's the frustration builds up. Have you ever read, I haven't read it, but I was listening to an interview with her and I was thinking, I was like, God, it sounds kind of fascinating and I should probably read that book. Philippa Perry, The Psychotherapist. No, she, but I will read her. I, I, I need her. Read like. her. <laughs> she, has a, she has the whole theory and I don't know what it is. <laughs> Is it don't pick up the ropes? <laughs> yes. She calls it rains. You call it ropes, but it's mostly the same theory. But her whole thing is that it's just to live conflictless with your kids. And I, the way she, so I, I have this, I'm paraphrasing now because I haven't read the book, but I listened to her talk about it. It's called The, the Book You Wish Your you of something. The book you, you wish, wish your, your parents, parents had read. read. Yeah, but it's got a longer title, but that's the shorter version of it. God, that's um, long enough. Like the, the, the <laughs> book you wish your parents read. Like that's a long. And you'll be glad that you did. That's a long title. Wow, that is really long. Imagine you have to talk about that all the time and just how long does it take you the to The book you wish your parents read and now you'll, you'll be glad, glad you did. You'll be glad that you did. Rolls off the tongue. Very, very yeah. But she, 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 she has a whole theory that you basically bring emotion into it instead of kind of having this conflict thing saying, I don't want you to throw your shit on the floor. Okay. You say, it, it upsets me when you do that. So you make it all about emotion. We'd be good no, at that I as do, actors. Here's the problem with this theory. I do all that. Oh no, it doesn't work. It but doesn't you, fucking you need... work. And then, and then, when it's not done, then you scream blow. So you do it all. I've done all the nice things, but it doesn't seem to have an effect. I also think for me, book stuff. I'll read I, the book I just I'll, I'll read the book. I'll read the bloody book. <laughs> I'll read the book and I'll try. I do have a book about teenagers by the bed at the moment, and actually. <laughs> I mean, when I do pick it up and read it, I do find it very helpful. Really? It, yeah, it reminds me to. It reminds me what they're going through. I know. You know, it's like, okay, you can go, they're driving me nuts. But what actually what they're going through is they're all over the shop. I know. And, you know, and they've it's got so the many It's scariest time of your life as a teenager. Of course. And sport and there's just a lot going on. And They've also had ones. a really hard year and a half. That's really hard. Well, you have, we have as well. No, but like yeah, we had have. it tough, I guess. Together, we've had it hard. <laughs> we've had it hard. But I do, I remember that as a teenager, I think I was about 15, and I had a chat with my mum and I was like, listen, I've got it from here. <laughs> I remember just going, sorry. I was like, listen, you've done your bit. I know it all now. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think I was gearing That's up phenomenal. to ask her if I didn't know anything. But I, I, I was really scared about asking her if I could go to my first disco. I will never forget it. The fear. Because as well, I just thought you would just blanket say no. I was Ironing my school blouse, I think I, the whole thing was burnt. The arms were burnt off because I was like, by the time I finish this shirt, I'm going to ask her if I can go to this thing. And you know, when you start and you're really nervous, and your voice is up here. You're like, I have a really important question to ask you. And actually, she, she let me go. I was shocked. But look at the look how you were like worried about asking. I don't think our kids are but going to have this. That's the difference. Don't, don't. And, and not only that, I suspect that my son will say. I'm going to the disco. Okay, have you got that? I'm going. I don't think I'll be. But asked. are you a sucker for it? Because if they turn on the oh, but oh, I'd be like, oh, okay, a little bit, and then I have to have a little bit more resolve. I can be a little bit of a soft touch. Yeah, no, I am the soft touch. <sighs> Steve soft. is the heart, <sighs> his hard cup. I, I'm. I'm That's, yeah, that, yeah, probably the same in our house. But I, I, I don't. I, it's really difficult because again, do you have constant conflict, or do you go, look, I, this is my natural inclination to go. <laughs> I just can't. You know, I don't want to fight about. This. I'm so. I just want to go on a holiday for the, all of their teenage years. <laughs> I want to you leave. Do, do you know what, though? But to answer it, you can't have constant confidence. No, no. It's a horrible way to live. I know. You just. You, know, you want a bit of peace in your house. Like, who says so, sorry? Who says sorry? First, I say sorry a lot. Um, I say sorry a lot. Do you? Yeah. To the kids. Yeah, they do. They do now. I no, got, but I do you say sorry sorries. to the kids? I got a few sorries from myself yesterday. <laughs> Ah, uh, oh yeah, I do. And do you I have, tell you, I got a great piece of advice from, from my, my friend Claire when I was living in London. She said to me, all of the research says, no matter what you do to your children, no matter how hard you are on them, if you say, I am actually really sorry I lost my temper, that is all they need. Oh. It's gone. It, it goes. It's gone from them. You know, you, you know, so I do. I always remembered that. And I do. I think it's really important to say, listen, I shouldn't have lost my temper. Yeah. I'm the adult here. Yeah. So I am sorry, okay? But my God, you pushed my buttons is usually yeah. what I say. Can you see why? You Can really you why? pushed me, okay? I However, I still shouldn't be losing my 
you know, head. So See, I no. never, well, that's good to know because I think that's probably what I've been doing because I feel like I make really good points and then I just, I like, you know, we've so, sewed up something and I've gone, now. And then about an hour later, I'll be like, oh, okay, I hate this. And I'll like crawl up into the bed beside them and go, I don't want to, I don't, you know, we don't, we yeah, let's no, start. Yeah, but that's correct. Ah, that's a good. exactly right. You're <laughs> such an amazing parent. <laughs> Thank you so much. Will you come over and tell them that? Just go, Beth, Do Mom. you realise oh, how good she is? So good. She's so good at her job. But you realise as well how much of it is your own, like your own personal. So whatever about you as a, as a mum, it's like, it's so confronting about who you are as a person. What, like how, you know, with know. conflict, you know, guilt, um, feeling like you're, um, for me, I don't know, just, can't, you know, I write lists and go, oh God, I haven't, I haven't, like my little fellow dude was like, I've never been to the zoo. I was like, I have taken you to the zoo so many times. <laughs> but that's because there was a pandemic, love, and the zoo was closed, that's is the answer to everything. Everything and right. listen, they only have to start developing their memory properly. I was like, oh, I've taken you. But, you know, all those things you, you, you feel like you're, you know, you're not doing enough of and all of those things. Nah, just and go, all of this oh. stuff never stops. No. Does it, it never stop? No, no, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. I, I do remember th- thinking that as soon as you have a kid, welcome to just feeling kind of guilt and heart, heartbroken for the and, rest of And also life. just how am I, am, how am I doing here? Like, am I doing a good job? Because you really, you just, the biggest thing of all is that you just don't want to mess them up. You just want them to be solid little I human know. beings that can navigate the world. You know, that's, that's your job, actually. But I also that's think your it's job. good to not be too perfect. Because then There's no you're going to set them up. You're going to set them up for, you know, a life of <laughs> failure. So I think it's good to fuck Okay, up. so there you go. So the conflicts in the house yeah. are a part of life. Like they have to know, you know, imagine if there was no shouting in your house. I know. There was no conflict. I, I did come across a couple of people who think who had that and they weren't able to deal with but it's probably not able of communication. We we need we need we need we need it. But it is. Yeah. I think it's just the guilt. I think you, it's just the guilt. I always say, you know, when your kid, when you when you have a kid, you give them your pelvic floor and your entire heart. It is that. It's just like the the up the the heartbreak in. The, the con- I just can't bear it. I could argue with somebody else and I'd be grand. <laughs> why? Why did we do it? Like, why did why, we do it? Why and did we know? This is the thing that astonishes me. Could I have known how enormous this job is? The no. parenting. I, I, do you think it was as big a job for our parents' generation? I, de- I definitely think that there was more go on out in June and I'll see you in August. Darling, they did not. <laughs> they did not overanalyze. No. Every feckin' event. In fact, I no. don't think they analysed it at all. There was also no playdates. I think he just like made friends with whoever lived yeah. four doors up. And go that was out your, go on, and come back anything. when you're hungry. Yeah, exactly. Do not come back until you're hungry. Exactly. Get out. That's that was thing. it. I know. I know. And, and it's like, different. Okay, you've got... Hockey at 12 o'clock and then I collect you and you have a golf lesson and then I have to drop you and then a play, a play date. The word didn't exist. It didn't exist. It was go out onto the road and find friends. I remember was, meeting somebody, this is before when I think my daughter was like a baby so I was not in that phase yet. And I remember meeting somebody I knew <laughs> out at like a, I can't remember where she was. She um, had a zillion children with her and she worked full time and she was like, I have to take my holiday time to pay back play dates. <laughs> There were her holiday days. Ah, stop. And I was like, can I give this job back? I'm not signing up for this. Stop now. That was intense. And you know what? Maybe maybe she wanted to do, and I'm sure people would be understanding if, you know, if if a mother is working and you can't just physically can't do it. No, but that's a terrible thing she did to herself. That's awful. And maybe maybe she only did one or two of the days, but I was like, ooh. I I did think going, ooh, is it it too late? What are the returns policies for Hollis Street? Can I I I hand her back, please? Yeah, no, I was utterly allergic to them when they, they came into my life I was like what? It's great though We're when hot? you can outsource yours though Yeah <laughs> <laughs> The return one is always good but I also found myself being quite picky about the children that I'd let back into my house There was the one or two that I loved and I'd go oh yeah oh god oh Ryan can come any day of the week adore love the bones of him As for that other lad that you're friendly with um, no not with it. No, no, oh, no. Sorry, that doesn't suit. Doesn't suit at all. The you know when you just yeah you wrecked, can, wrecked, wrecked, wrecked. <laughs> and can I have? Can I have? I had a couple. Not of, even can I have in the drawers. It's like Jesus. I remember being in London and having a little few girls over, four or five of them over, a little play date situation. Can't remember was a little party. Do you have any elderflower? <laughs> Do you have any elderflower cordial? <laughs> Stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? 
And uh, she also asked me, did I have um, any taramasalata? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, there you go. It's a fishy dip. Did you? It's a fishy dip. Of course I feckin' didn't. I knew what it was, though. Second, Amy, second. Scarlet for you. Absolutely. Scarlet for you. Well, do you know what? You learn something every day. That is that is mine. But the ones that are a joy are lovely because then your kids don't talk, you know, talk yeah, to you. Yeah, of course. Say, and you, and you don't talk to you for fact, two you hours. want them to live with you because we're there in the house. Everybody's happy. But, oh, God. But did you home, were you homeschooling or, or were, did they Zoom? Cause no, you were Holly Zoomed because she was in secondary school and Dan, <laughs> me and Dan attempted to homeschool and we did it for about three weeks. And then I said, that's enough. That's I said, Steve, you have to teach Daniel. That's yeah. not working. You, him and I, me, we just. You see, was he were in fifth and sixth? Very alike. Fifth and sixth. That's yeah. the hardest. So if all the se- if all secondary school were doing Zoom and junior school were homeschooling, which we were, but I was on triangles and like at three. I just you were on Mokanilak. No, but as in like that was easier. But you had the hardest because th- that stuff that I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Fifth and I can't sixth. Do. I can't do. I can't do his homework. And he's showing me maths. I'm like, Dad will look at the maths. I don't do maths. <laughs> Okay. Have a look at the maths. Did you start though going, this is going to be great and I will be brilliant and I'm going to teach him things about the world. The table was cleared. Stationery. All the books, the stationery, the pencils. It was beautiful. (laughs) And half an hour in, carnage. Absolute carnage. At least if if your daughter could go and and sit on a computer, which is still hard as well. But no, no, she was a dream love. she, She just, she was at school. She was yes. at school. She had to turn up for every single class. She had to sign in. I am here. Very funny stories from that, by the way, I have to tell you. Of, pa- of parents. And the Zoom. No, the, the other kids on the Zoom, <laughs> one lad in her class, froze. So in, when he was asked a question about something, doesn't know the answer, we'll call him Finn. So he's literally, so so imagine that you're in the class. So Holly's telling me the story. She comes out, she's cracking up and she goes, so Finn did this. Uh, the teacher's going, so this and then about the geography and what do you think, Finn? And he said, um, well, I think, <laughs> and he froze himself, as if oh, he, the, computer the computer was glitching. Right, so he froze himself like this, and she said, "Oh, okay, I think Finn's having a problem. Finn's Finn's gone t- frozen. The technology is frozen. We'll just move on." And then some of the other kids said, "I think his clock is moving in the background behind him, though." Miss Marple. So they caught on to him. He had to stay like this, frozen, while the clock was still going around behind his head. He's like, I've committed to the joke. Uh, I've committed to the joke. I will see it through to the end. <laughs> Go on, Finn. But you need that light relief. My God, Isn't that hilarious. Were you were you were working? You did the whole of Green Nose stuff. Oh, so I had. I've I've had my my whole pandemic so far has been um, nothing. <laughs> Like no work, just, you know, domestic stay-at-home mom, which is a hell of a lot of work. Okay, we all know that. Um, work, no work, work, no work, work, no work. So I'm either like unbelievably busy doing everything and then going, oh, okay. Oh, where's back, everyone back gone? To just making the pasta. So that the comic relief was the first job. So and that was a perk of the pandemic because I don't think it would have happened without it. That feels like... Does it not feel about 10 years ago? It feels precisely. I was going to say a decade, which is exactly what you said, Amy. 10 years. Oh, Jesus, aren't we on the oh, same wavelength? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but what was... I, I, you... you so long ago. You basically ran that entire thing, which was a lovely thing. You know, if that was right around when you had retired from teaching, I think it was, was it? About yeah, last retired May, from the teaching. June. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and precisely. That's exactly right. And we geared up. We got our green light. And when we did, it was... Uh, all hands on deck and I was working, you know, whatever, 18, 16 hour days, just non. I was going to say 18 hour days and then I thought, that's a bit much, D. Oh, well, listen, I'd buy it. I'd be like, God, show business But in so the last hard. couple of weeks, I cert- we certainly went there. I don't um, think Brian would have been coerced into singing a duet of Johnny Logan by anyone else other than you. I said, come on, we have to do it. So for for background, if anyone didn't uh, watch it, um, D organised. We really, really rephrase that because the whole country was. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you very much. For those and one or two people who refused to watch it. million of their money. So uh, everybody saw it. Uh, no, Nobody well, missed every- your duet with Brian. <laughs> oh my God. And if they missed it, I'm going to send it to them personally. 
Do you know we did that in two takes? Because you know with filming, you can do it forever and ever. Even with, with self-tapes, you can go and go. I kind of knew we had a moment. And then when I started taking out the props, he was like, oh, my God. I was like, I've got, I've got a window. I've got a window before, you know, he's he he will leave set and never come back. It was hysterical. But yes, do remind the listeners what we're talking about just well, in case. Well, D- Deirdre organised the entire of... Um, the, the Green Nose Day. Which no, raised... I didn't do that on my own. Yeah, but you Let's just did. give the credit to the other people who are on the team, okay? Yeah, yeah but you know, still. <laughs> basically with Darren Smith and yeah. Jane Russell. And Darren, who's brilliant. Michael Hughes and Claire Hughes. That, okay, that's it. Their names are out there. Let's get back to me. What yeah, I did. <laughs> 18 hours. I was so hilarious and organised everything. But um, but you did the first one, I think a year before that, wasn't it? No, I did. we did three. We oh, That was you. our comic relief number four, but it was our first telethon. It was our first TV you know, where people could pledge, pledge money on the television. The, re- the, the other, the pre-three, I'll just take a breath. The three previous ones <laughs> were live gigs, you know, just comedians yes. performing in the three arena, which was phenomenal. But I only intended to do one of those. And then that, you know, we thought if we build it, they will come. The broadcasters will come on board immediately. But of course, it's always harder than that, you know. And it took, you know, after the third year of doing the live gig, I said, I can't keep going back. Ireland is a small island. It, there's only a certain number of stars and celebrities in the country. You know, it's a small number. And you can't keep going back to the same pot. I said, we've yeah. got to, this has to happen. We've got to move on to the telly. I can't sustain Yes. Cut long. So short, we got there and this was the first. And you, ra- you raised mm. how much? Six million. Oh my God. And the guys way. for Red Nose. <laughs> Every time I see her name, I always laugh as well. Do you remember? Um, <laughs> Emma Freud. <laughs> Emma Freud. So Emma Freud is married to Richard Curtis and they are the, they are Comic Relief yeah. UK. Richard Curtis started it with Lenny Henry and he's married to Emma Freud, but whom I love and has been a huge help to us, her and Richard Curtis. But Amy likes to call Emma Freud, Emma Freud? <laughs> Emma Freud, with, I can't With, a, with a, an Australian? <laughs> Emma Freud, I didn't hear from her. <laughs> I'm afraid we've, afraid we've, we've, we've raised all the money we can. <laughs> it's like I can't see her name without saying, saying oh, that. Hilarious. But you basically organise all of um, Green Nose Day while um, homeschooling and being in the homeschooling. I had to knock the head. I Steve. was gone. I was like, Steve, the kids are yours. But do they see you on telly? What do they think of you on TV? Oh, they've no interest whatsoever. But they they, they must be proud. I somewhere deep down in there, I think so. Yeah. But like, you just don't have that much interest. I'd say, I'd say the they do. Well, it was, see, my kids haven't seen a lot of yeah, what I do. It's probably too, like, adult for them. I do remember the first time my daughter saw me on TV. It was so sweet. It was a couple of years ago. My little boy had gone to bed. It was the Late Late Toy Show. And I'd recorded it and she kind of lasted half of it. And then um, watched it the next morning. But the ads on it, there was ads at that time for Striking Out that was coming out. And there was this big, because it, it was, must have been coming out shortly after that. And it was the first time she'd ever seen me on TV because she wouldn't have been up that late watching anything. But because um, it was an ad for the, on the Late Late Toy Show, she saw oh, it. Of course. But she was this whole explosive, dramatic uh, um, advertisement where it was like, and I was like, and Ray, and you let Ray down. And, and Ray, oh, the story character Ray, who, was, who I worked with in it. Um, and she watched this whole thing and she just turned to me. It wasn't even like, what are you doing? She was like, what happened to Ray? <laughs> she was like about three or four. <laughs> <laughs> that's how captivated she was by my oh, performance. That's a brilliant reaction. <laughs> that was so cute. I, it, uh, only then later, I was like, "What was that? What like what was that?" And every time now, I've done the late late since. She's like, "Are you going into the toy show?" Uh, they're a bit devastated that I'm not bringing them along with me. But yeah, or if they visited me on set, it's like, "What? Who? Uh, nothing like what's going on." It's like, "Where'd you get your shoes?" <laughs> Why are you wearing that jacket? They kind of can't get that concept that I'm not in my own clothes. <laughs> it's like, but Very it's really funny. sweet. But yeah. I, do, I think it's like a slow um, uh, drip feed of it. I was actually texting someone the other day saying, I think my daughter is ready for like the, you remember the, your bad self sketches, some of them, because she, I think, would probably find funny now. But I don't think they know really kind of what I do. No, no, no. But it your takes kids are a long watching. time. But mine do. And now they're over it. They're kind of like, yeah, okay, you work on the telly, whatever. Like, But they must find <laughs> Do you ever catch them laughing at your stuff and you're like, see? See uh, now? No. Oh, no, no, they don't think <laughs> Sorry of Daniel, to bring that up. Dan's regular put down of me was, you're not funny. You That's are an not easy low blow funny. though, isn't it? It is, but it's 12. <laughs> so I, I can't pick up the ropes there. I just <laughs> have to let that go. <laughs> 
I'll let it go, which will be, you know, you can just mine it. Can well, you, you know, there, there are the things that they have enjoyed, um, like, are the things that they would be watching. Like, so, so say if it's telly stuff that they've Moon no Boy. interest in. Like Moonboy, yeah. yeah. They, they like, and even now they'll watch reruns of Moonboy. But Holly loved Dancing with the Stars. She oh, came every oh single God. week, she came to the show to watch it. So that was big, you know, for her. And it was big for her because all of her class were watching it. You know I'm I mean? actually so, nervous for her watching you. Did she get upset yeah. if you, like, got kicked out? She, well, she would have, I suppose, but I didn't. <laughs> Did you last till the end? I lasted till the end. I would not be able to do that. I genuinely would not be able well, to do that. You, I can't. Your energy is 20 times of my energy. So you would be able. You say that, but you were doing Dancing with the Stars, organising Green Nose Day and doing 17,000 jobs. So I think you, you, you're probably harder on yourself. I think you literally were juggling 18,000 things okay, and raising millions. Just to be clear, I wasn't Dancing with the Stars and doing Green Nose Day <laughs> at the same time. Why not okay? get lazy? <laughs> Okay, you're actually quite lazy. Um, but no, but anyway. Aldi has everything for new babies and toddlers. No surprises then that our Mamiya range romped home or rompered home with 17 wins at the National Parenting Product Awards, including goals for Mamiya newborn nappies size 1, Mamiya Air System nappies size 6 plus and Mamiya nappy sacks, making Aldi the most awarded retailer at the awards. So, for mums and dads everywhere, honestly, we couldn't be nappier. Aldi, every day amazing. I have, I, I do remember being pregnant actually on Moonboy and you worked in that I only did one episode that was really, really fun but I was, because I was going to ask you, have you uh, been Amy, pregnant doing doing jo- doing jobs and not meant to be pregnant? I've well, had a lot of those. You were pregnant on Moonboy yeah. but not telling anybody but I guessed it. Did you? I did, yeah. did you guess it by my enormous bump? <laughs> I guessed it by the costume. Well, can I tell you about the because costume? Because I thought, that's not a fitted, that's not a fitted top. And I know Amy. Hang so on. why is she not wearing Can I tell you about the costume? Top. I had a panic that morning. So Leonie, ama- I've known her years, amazing ah, costume Leonie director. Prendergast, oh. who, whom we adore. adore. And who won the IFTA this oh, year. Oh, she's just, and so just, funny and so gorgeous. She oh had, God. I'd done a costume fitting for her. So I was playing this teacher that was quite, you know, airy-fairy and like a bit of a hippie. So we went in and I was probably about five months pregnant. But anyway, wore this dress that was really flowy and colourful. Yeah, and, and you were playing a hippie. Yeah, Miss, what was her name? Miss Tiffany. But I went in on the day and it was a really busy day because it was the whole day where there was... So if you're filming, there's if there's a big cast day, you know that you just arrive, get stuck in. It's going to be a long day for the crew. It's, you know, there's a million people to cover. It's a, it's, a, it's a long day if there's a crowd stuff. So I went in and my costume was hanging up and it was literally a pink lycra cycling dress. <laughs> I was like, where's my floating number? And I got out and I was like, oh, I should have told somebody. I should have told somebody. So I went down and I was like, you know, when the voice goes up, I was like, is Leone, is Leone around? And I said, no, she's busy. She's busy. She's literally dressing 475 people today. And I was like, oh my God. And I, she was the first person, I think, other than Brian that I told that I was right. I was like, Leone, I have news. I haven't even told Brian this. <laughs> I've just I'm been pregnant. Really <laughs> Leone, I just needed to tell you. Before anyone else. Um, I just imagine she was like, for what reason? Ah, yes, I put you in it. I would not have worn that in the whole of my health if I had been training for nine months. So she she hadn't, she didn't have anything else. We didn't even know where that other dress was. She, so she found a waistcoat that barely covered anything. And then you just have to yeah, just get out and do it. Actually, the, the waistcoat was very good. I, was I good remember disguise. the waistcoat. Do you? I do. I remember it because I... What I was to myself, Amy is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll tell you. And I'm not going to say anything because she's obviously not saying anything. I just know because you're so tiny. Like, you're so tiny. But I also think I, I thought I could get away with it and so many times more than I actually did. I, when I, was, I don't know why I was keeping it such a secret. How for many sake. jobs have you done? Loads. Pregnant. Loads. So I did, um, when I got pregnant with my daughter, who's my eldest, I was filming threesome, not a threesome. You have a load of children now, do you? I've loads of them. I've a rake. A half a dozen, is it? (laughs) Which one? She pops them out like Tic Tacs. Done. We're done. (laughs) But I was doing um, not a not a threesome threesome that uh, comedy show. Okay, good to know. That's not how I got pregnant. Um, But was filming that with with our lovely Ian Fitzgibbon, um, and it was really. I didn't know I was pregnant yet, but I had to film a scene where I was upside down behind a fridge for the day. 
And at the end, I was like, I feel so unwell. And like that is why I was going, um, I just don't think I'm going to be able to do that if we don't have the scene tomorrow. I just kept Upside wanting to puke. down behind the fridge. Upside like, down what do you mean? Were you doing a headstand? So there was an episode where my character got stuck behind a fridge upside down. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I know. If you had known, like you wouldn't have, if you'd known you were pregnant, you couldn't possibly Well, I, I probably, I probably, I mean, you're probably okay physically do that, but I just felt so sick. And I was like, God, I don't know what it is. I'm sorry to be such a wuss. You know, when you don't want to like, you know, and, you, and as well, you can't bow out of a filming day because you don't feel well. So I was just like, every time we break, I just feel like, oh. <laughs> And they did have a stunt person there to do the, like, it was a really, it was a very funny episode where it was just so random and it was funny in its randomness that Alice gets stuck behind a fridge for the day upside down. Upside down is the worst part. But that's why I say my daughter's hair is really curly because I was like, that's why, because I was (laughs) upside down behind the fridge. (laughs) That'll do it. That'll do it. You've just brought back a memory to me, right? So I was pregnant loads as well, filming loads. And let that be a little message, by the way, to all actresses who are listening, because I, I know actresses really worry about getting pregnant and work because they're going, oh, that'll take me out of work for a year. I never worked more. more. Same, same. (laughs) For some reason, as soon as I was pregnant, I had three jobs booked (laughs) and my new anxiety was, do I tell them? Do I accept the job? What do I have to say? But anyway, I worked it out, you know, as much as I could. But my worst one was, I was working on a film that my husband directed called Boy Eats Girl. It was a zombie movie. that. My brother was in it. Starring Mark Huberman. And I had a scene where I was... I was pregnant uh, about five months, I think, four or five, trying to hide it, I remember, in a coffin with a snake. Oh, so, <laughs> so I was lying in a coffin with a snake <laughs> and I had to scream like I was being attacked by the snake. So there was a real snake that they would put in for one of the shoot shots and then there was a fake snake for me to go and fight the snake, right, and scream and roar. And Steve's getting a bit irritated with me because I'm not kind of giving him enough welly. <laughs> so I'm like going, wah! And I'm thinking, God, I can't, I can't like... Wow, that I much. I can't scream and jump around this much. Like, there's a baby in here, you know? And he's going, Dee, could you just like lose it a bit more? Like after like take five, when I think I've given everything I can. And I remember screaming at him, this is your child! <laughs> this is your child I'm carrying here! <laughs> The whole crew was like, oh, bit of a domestic. Like sometimes it is such a weird job and it's such a fun job. But like other people might be getting like, is it Lamaze classes people get to relax? You're literally in a coffin with a snake. What is Lamaze? Is that breathing? I think it's... um, Didn't do any of that. The moms. I think they're... What are those classes we do... The antenatal pre- is oh. prenatal prenatal classes where you breathe. they just called them lemons lemons so you were just screaming in a coffin with a, with a snake yeah lying in a coffin with a snake it's awful isn't it because you and I actually like that as well I were, I was pregnant loads I was even pregnant I did an episode of Silent Witness where I was meant to be pregnant and I wasn't pregnant enough so they added on another <laughs> pregnancy bump Brilliant. <laughs> like, this was great but I wasn't supposed to be pregnant filming the stag and I remember I worried on that because I was going to be quite pregnant in it and um, I was like, should we shoot those first? Because I'm also, I remember going on holiday as well. I was going, I plan on eating a lot. So this is going to, this is only going one way. And you know as well, when you have the bloating in your face, is that you can't really hide that at you the end. No, that, you can't no. hide that. And it's part of the whole thing and it's great and it's glorious, but it's hard when <laughs> the camera's there. <laughs> but um, I, we fitted this wedding dress because the, the whole thing was about getting married. And um, they wanted to film the lads out, which is fair enough because they were, they all had to film like naked in a forest in November. So I it wasn't all about me, D. Wasn't weirdly that was a tough one for those guys. It was a tough one, but it was tougher for me because I couldn't fit into the wedding dress four four weeks later. And I do remember that the shame of walking around again. It was a wedding scene. There was so many people there that day, and they couldn't. We couldn't. I just couldn't close it. Um, but and, you'd you know, warned them. You had said we need to shoot this. Ah, no, they were and they were great about it. Nobody was. They were like, yeah. And I just had to hide behind all the other actors. And actually, if you look back, it's just I'd say a line by just like peeking out from behind somebody else. Yeah. But it listen. Well, I, I, I did a film called Festival for Film Four. Um, about the Edinburgh Festival and I am standing if you ever watch this film I have a bag I am holding a a bag like this like a big handbag and it's I I just hold it like this directly in front of me for the entire film every time you see me I'm like oh hey how are you and I just suggested I carry things so I had a bat a bag yeah whatever if someone is carrying a file pregnant yeah, do you know? Yeah, and you have you have thing. to you have to do it. I think because you're you're quite a small little frame. I'd say you probably thought as well. 
Did you ever have those moments where you thought you could get away with it? I.e. me on Moonboy, me in everything. Um, and then I remember, <laughs> I remember my friend, I was with, with my little boy. I was so pregnant. And I hadn't told anyone. Again, I don't know. I was just trying to get through work stuff. Not that I was, you know, part of you is probably afraid that people would be like, oh no. But it's such a short amount of time as well. Anyway, my pal Joanne rings me and says, um, oh, somebody, is, you'd swear I was uber famous, so not. But somebody had got a snap of me being, you know, in town. And she was like, so you, you're like, everyone's going to know you're pregnant. And I was like, show me that photo. I don't look a day over two, two weeks pregnant. Literally looked like I was in uh, get, crowning. It was, <laughs> I was so pregnant. Who I thought I was fooling. I have no idea. I have no idea. But I also have, I also remember. Listen, are you done now? Are you done oh with that? Oh my God, there? so done. So done. So I'm done. so exhausted. So off. <laughs> Listen, you, you've had so many children. I'm just like, oh my God. I'm so done. This did woman. you ever get, did you ever get, did you ever get pregnant? Did you ever get did pregnant? You, I have to, yeah. <laughs> did you ever get really sick? Did you get sick? Did you have the filming where you were also pu- like trying not no, to puke? No, no, no. I've, I've nausea, but I, I didn't have very bad pregnancies. Just, you know, normal, normal levels of nausea and stuff. Never vomiting. That was the hardest I found was trying to say, and it, this was the yeah. early stages where for loads of reasons, not me, literally eight and a half months pregnant going, I'll tell them soon. Um, it was early on, I was writing uh, with my lovely, you know, Rebecca Flanagan, love her to bits, but we were on a writing morning and I felt rotten and I was like, we're, go- we're going out for lunch with her sister, who was our script editor, and all I wanted was just dry toast, nothing else, nothing else. Yeah. And we went, I, I can't remember where we went first and it was lovely the menu was actually like rabbit stew and whatever and I was like can we get like again the sweat dry toast please can we get out of here there's nothing there's nothing here so we went to another restaurant was a seafood restaurant. Uh, this stage, I was I was green with like rivers, rivers of sweat, um, and I like again just went over to the uh, waiter. I was like, "Is there anything else other than fish on the menu?" And he was like, "Yes, yes, uh, indeed. Um, today's special is a duck sausage," and I puked there and then. <laughs> What the heck is a duck sausage? Never heard of a duck that sausage. It doesn't sound appealing at all. It's Oh my gosh. Anyway, that was, yeah, I think the, the jig was up then as well. But I was in cars as well, opening the door, puking out and continuing I'm on in awful, traffic. I'm awful, awful tempted to tell a Mark Doherty joke now. Oh, I love Mark Doherty. Uh, so Mark Doherty's a joke. Uh, his joke uh, is, I, and I, I think it's fine to tell another comedian's jokes if, well, you, if you credit, credit that him. comedian. Totally. And he, he's not out gigging telling it anymore, but it was this. He says, so I was sitting in a park with my son and um, we're just by a lake, you know, you know, the small lake in Stevens Green and a, a duck came out and it was, a, it was a kind of mother duck followed by another Baby duck and another baby duck and another baby duck. It was just beautiful, and I just, I just was looking at them, and I thought, Chinese. We we'll get a Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> it is that moment oh, where your kids at one of my favourite jokes ever. Is this an it's actual duck? duck. Um, like I, I've got. <laughs> Chinese, uh, Chinese, yeah, ducks. Oh, Chinese. We get a Chinese. <laughs> I actually can't eat duck. I had a bad. I had a bad um, food poisoning story. I actually story. had last uh, duck Did last you? night. I the can't. wraps. Very fond of those wraps. But the I had a bad experience sauce. in a on, a on a London tube. And on a London tube, you had duck. God almighty, <laughs> the, the tube has really come up now with the service. Yeah, there's one of the duck, carriages. Anybody? <laughs> Next stop, <laughs> Piccadilly Circus. Anyone for the duck? <laughs> God, I miss London. Um, no, it was, I, I won't say what establishment, but I ended up, I did end up in hospital. I've never forgiven Woo! ducks. It was, it was bad. It was, it was bad. It was a full drip scenario. Oh, jeez, are no you one. serious? Yeah. I can't go back to the, I, I'll, I'll eat anything else, but I've never, never forgiven duck ducks. Again. No. no, so I couldn't, I couldn't go to the park with Mark Doherty. So you were saying when you got, when you had the babies or you were pregnant, you did work and so did I actually, but there is a, I find a funny phase afterwards where it is hard to, merge both worlds for a while because I feel like the whole thing is mad. It's like, really hard. It's impossible. It's so hard. It's I felt so like hard. I was a very good dramatic actress for a while because I was so teary and like I felt like I was so tired. Um, yeah, I find tiredness is great for yes. um, anything. If you ever have to do anything emotional, just don't sleep or eat. Yes. <laughs> I, I was just going with that later. Why did I not know this years ago? Trying to get into a zone. All you have to do is be exhausted and not eat anything and tears and emotion <laughs> will come instantly. Overwrought. Yeah, method me eye. I mean, look, 
That's it. I know. Exhaustion's great. (laughs) Exhaustion is good. But you know that, like, I I don't know, I think when I had my kids, um, I'm probably more chill this time because I I often think as well with my third now, I've run out of probably a little bit of energy that I was like, I can never really put myself. But you're bound to be a lot more relaxed uh, now. Way more relaxed. But I think it's a mixture of being more relaxed and also going, I don't, I don't. You know, when you've been, you go, you go to a place where I was probably always worried that I was doing the wrong thing, uh, didn't really ever sleep. I was like, I, I, I've done that now. That well is dry. Yeah. I don't have anything left of it. No, but also you're not panicking when you hear a cough. You're just going, no. oh, yeah, no, no, that's not. Exa- exactly, exactly. But I was, when I had the kids, I, I loved doing a dramatic audition because I felt like I could I could weep at I'm here. I'm ready to go. What do you want from me? Johnny Depp yeah. crying out of one eye, just going, how, how much do you want me to cry? But it, yeah, it was the thought of, I guess... I don't know anything bad happening to the kids or the fact that you knew you'd never really probably sleep properly ever again. That would have me in tears. Yeah. Tears. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of years. There's a lot of no sleeping. It's a lot of years. Neither of mine slept till they were four years old. Neither of mine slept through the night till they were four. And you get used to it, but it's accumulative. I think totally it is. And you start I still to wake early. I don't, I'm not a lot. I, don't, I can't lie in. Like, they're not waking Dan would still get up at eight. Holly's a teenager, so she'd sleep. She'd, she'd sleep for the day if I let her. I can't wait for that face. Um, yeah, well, that, that's got its other other issues. But anyway, my baby's actually um, seven months, and I cannot wait for another thirteen years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I can keep. Yeah. But did you write? When you write, do you write during the day at night, and then? I can't do anything at night now because I'm too tired. No, I'm too tired. See, this is the thing. But did you used to write at night? Not really. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's because so many writers seem to write at night. But actually, maybe that's why your stuff is funny because I've always said I loved writing at night, but that stuff was always the kind of more melancholic stuff. And then during the day was probably a little bit bit chirpier. Do you know, to to be fair, I've done everything. I've done writing in the morning, writing in the afternoon. I have written at night time. Um... But I found, like, once when the kids came, I was just too tired at night. Like, by the yeah. time I got to 8 p.m., my, my brain was just dead. I was just like, I have nothing. I have nothing left. But I do remember after Holly was born was the first time I I had a deadline. Like, I had a show that had to be written. So How old is she? She went to a childminder. She was only four months old. And she went to a little childminder for four hours. So mm-hmm. she went from, like, nine and I picked her up at, what's four hours later? One o'clock. <laughs> One. Uh, thank you for the help. So in those four hours, that was it. That was it. It was like, get it fucking, get it done. Get it done. I've paid, um, she's coming back and I won't be able. So I think that was the first time I had to discipline myself. You know what I mean? Like I had no choice. I had a deadline and I had four hours in the morning with which to meet it. So I stuck to that. And then I think that kind of put manners on me after that. I just thought, you know what? Set aside three or four hours in the morning. That's it. Get it done. Did you, were you more productive? Actually. Yeah. So you got, you got the stuff. I I wrote that show in about, I wrote that show, I think, in about five, six months. And normally it takes me nine, like the guts of nine to ten to write a full show. Was that the show that I saw at Electric Picnic about having kids? I think, I don't know. I don't know because she was only a baby, so... But maybe it was. I can't. I can't the remember. The birthing experience. Anyway, I just remember laughing, laughing heartily when we were having drinks. That was a very. I think fun that weekend. was a later show, but I, I, I think I remember the show that you saw. I was very, very proud of that show. That was so funny because I think so many people obviously related to that about the experience of having a kid. Which yeah, is they like did. They, they, they totally <laughs> did, and it was about my. The endless obsession with food, which hasn't stopped, by the way. Just this but your obsession or the kids' obsession? My obsession as a parent was just, I just became, my brain literally went, this is this was a routine. This was a bit of a routine that I wrote, which was, I'd taken a year off. And I definitely had Daniel at this stage because, you know, it was just constant snacks. It wasn't like one baby. It was, we were way down the road. But I remember going, okay, so I chose to be a stay-at-home mom. And what happened was my brain literally went like this. What did we have for the dinner? The bedtime snack, the breakfast, the mid-morning snack, the lunch, the afternoon snack, the dinner, the hot chocolate, the breakfast, the lunch boxes, the lunch, the water bottles, the laundry will never be done, the dinner. Oh, the dinner. Right, we're back at the dinner again. Okay, right. Well, there's chicken in the fridge. How long is that there, I wonder? Two days, maybe it's three. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. Those sell-by dates are only for insurance. Oh, still, if in doubt, throw it out. No point in poisoning the whole family. Oh, right, we'll just have to have... I know, I know what I'll do. I'll just take that 20 quid and I'll fake it in the bin and we'll have to have pasta again. But, uh, oh, I've got to get some, um, got to get some protein into Daniel or his brain will never develop. But there's protein and cheese, isn't there? Oh, yeah, 
that'll do. And maybe I could use up those bananas that are turning black. Note to self, dear, to stop buying bananas and waiting for them to turn black. I'll have to make banana bread. Oh, Jesus, no, I'm not in the mood for that. I could make smoothies. What do I need for smoothies? Milk, raspberries, ice cream. What's the story with raspberries? Four quid for five raspberries and a punnet. I must remember to grow them in the next life. Still, smoothies are a good idea because at least I get some calcium into Holly. She won't even take milk with her cereal, The Little Witch, which means she probably got osteoporosis and then she won't be able to have kids and I'll get the blame for that, of course. Why didn't you give me milk? I tried. You didn't even breastfeed me. I tried. I got mastitis. Cows get mastitis. It's hideous. That, no, that was... Oh, <laughs> that oh was, my God. That, that was a piece of material I wrote for a show, but that was, that's not untrue. That's how my brain worked. But were you good at it? The food, that was, D, that was... So the food it takes me by surprise every day. Every day, every day, every day I go to dinner. We're back at the dinner. <laughs> but also, just the amount of snacking because their stomachs are so small. Snacking three meals a day doesn't oh, begin oh, to cover what they need. This time around, I was sitting down with the books and I was like, I'm going to do better because I'm not a great cook, which well, is you're unfair. Just you're saying that for the rest of your life. But, but, it is, but it, then it's the guilt. The guilt seeps in because I'm not, I'm not steaming sweet. I, what the heck? Sweet? What's sweet? Does I anyone like it? sweet? <laughs> I don't like it. I haven't eaten it in oh, however many years. But um, it is the guilt. I was like, oh no, they're palates. They're palates. And then I, I, I was saying it to my mum recently. I was like, I don't, I'm just, I, I'm never going to be you know, good at this. And it's the guilt, the guilt of like, what have I put, got into them? What have I got into them? And what have they eaten? And mum was like, you literally would eat nothing except nuggets and like waffles for the most of your life um, and I have no brain to you, Yeah, so but, you, but, your, but your mother didn't kill herself over this. She did, But it was also the 80s so no one was going out buying no, punnets or raspberries. But, I, but everybody turned out okay. Grant. Do you know what I mean? You weren't going I must get avocados into them. I really must. It's essential. It's a superfood. It's a superfood. Yes. Put oh, kale in that. Put kale in that oh, soup. It's a soup. Stop, like, no. stop already. No, no, no. And yeah. just whatever makes it easier. If they're fed and, and all of that stuff, it'll yeah. be, it'll be grand. It'll be grand. And then they could, yeah, I, listen, I eat everything now. Most, most except for duck wraps. <laughs> I'll eat anything. I'll eat, I'll eat, eat anything. Anything but duck. But that is so true. It's the feeding. that Well, that stress, that stresses me out a little uh, bit. Listen, love, I left the house this morning going, right, well, there's no milk there. I'm not going to say anything. Oh, and I, I never run out of milk, but... Uh, just had a busy couple of days and so Steve's up the walls so I said okay I left the house and I thought right they'll, they'll work it out and they'll just have to have toast yeah uh, there won't be cereal it's uh, like it's just never, it's endless it's never it's ending I did this time and get one of those um, all in one blendery steamery things and I was so impressed with myself <laughs> I couldn't work it and I had a, a small moment where I was I felt so virtuous. I had like steamed, it wasn't sweet, it was something similar, sweet potato-y kind of thing and dipped over and then the, the blade kept coming off and I there was almost tears. I was like, I'm trying my best here. The world is saying, do you know what? Just get a packet of something. Well, the, other, good, the other very good thing about you is you're married to a baker yeah. and a barbecuer and yeah. you know, he's played the blinder on he this is. food pandemic he's, situation. He is great. And do you know what the great thing about that is? Is that I would probably eat cereal or toast. I love... <laughs> Thing about me, is I love food when it's made for me. <laughs> Here's your sister. Here is your sister. I'll be like, oh, do you know, I love those. But if it was if it was coming down to me cooking, I will go things that are a slow cook. I can't understand that you'd have to, you know, manage it and babysit it for four hours. Um, well, the whole idea of a slow cook is that you don't manage. It. Well, you that put is it in the un- oven and it manages itself. That's untrue. I peak at a stir fry. I am amazing at a stir fry because all in it takes me twenty two minutes, like chopping, lashing it in. I love a meal where you can lash. Lash it, lash it, like fast um, cook. I'm dying to give you, like, I'm, I'm dying to give you, like, my top, top, top tips. So something I didn't learn about, uh, or just didn't get a handle on for ages, was quesadillas. Do you do you make quesadillas? Actually, the chef, the resident chef, has been making them recently. Just literally melt on a pan. It looks like you're cooking. <laughs> yeah, you put the tortilla melt, in the geez. pan. Yeah. You put all of every bit of leftovers that's in your fridge. The last bit of the roast chicken. The, the bit of the last bit of the sweet corn there's a bit of tomato sauce pasta jar that's not finished so you make it like a pizza throw on the tomato put the chicken at the top the sweet corn a bit then you throw the chicken melt put the cheese on the top and it melts and then you put another tortilla in the top and you flip it and hello we've I'm got devastated he started that because I feel like I could have swooped in there and dazzled everyone you could have yeah but, but watch him you, you can make their hand they're awful handy Okay, do your, your kids back to school? Are you are you prepped? I didn't you always hate that as a kid with the back to school ads? Be like, oh, 
Yeah. How dare you eat into our silver? I know, I know. But now I'm just like, oh God, please give me a back to school lad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give I'm us like, a oh, sign of hope. <laughs> <laughs> please God, somebody give me a back to school lad. Anyway, um, <laughs> to be the voice of, obviously. Um, I, I cannot wait. By, usually I'm dying for the summer holidays because I'm so sick of school. And I'm sick of making lunches and collecting. So when they get their holidays, I'm like, thanks, but God, I'll just lie in bed now and knock it up. And by the time I get to August, I'm ready, ready, ready for back to school. So August is a long month, I find. I find like June, delighted to be on holidays. July, yes, planned things, we go away. And then August, it's just like... Something clicks in me as well on the 1st of August. I'm over my summer dresses. And oh, over We, have, we haven't done. even had the good weather yet. Yeah. And I'm already going... Show me your cardigans. But you know, by mid-August, like, I mean, let, let's just talk about today. It's autumnal. Now, I'm sure the sun will come back, but it, there's a bit of autumn in the air. Yeah. There's, there, there's nowhere. Re- yeah. And, and, the way, and it gets darker and it's darker in the mornings. Yeah. So it'll be back. It will be back it'll to be school. It'll be back to school. But here, I'm going to have a massive change in my life because my beautiful boy is going to secondary school. Oh my God! He's not. Did he's you going cry? to get the did land of his last, life? Did you Did you have a tear on the last day of junior school? Or were you did. over it? Uh, no, I did. I did. I did. Yeah. We went to. It's very. It's so sad. I mean, I was saying goodbye to that primary school forever, you know. And they went to Monkstown Educate together, and I cannot say enough amazing things about that school. They're just. Fabulous. It was a beautiful school. So my heart is really... And I came from England. I, I came to it late because my kids were at school in, in London for, a, you know, a good portion of their lives. And um, so Holly went in in like sixth class, fifth, fifth, I think, the last season of fifth and then season. The last season. <laughs> I'm still Such talking in television terms. <laughs> she went into fifth class On for the season last season. Five. <laughs> season she was five. learning a lot about maths. <laughs> <laughs> Term, term is the word I'm looking for. Uh, the last term and then six last. Anyway, yada yeah, I think you get my meaning. And so yeah, I was very emotional saying goodbye to it. Yeah. I have wailed at every at every. I'm the embarrassing mum. My um, first big, my like, first oh. really big wail was the first nativity play. Oh that I saw. God! I swear to God, my own heart nearly jumped out of my. I just thought I'm not going to keep. I can't have a full meltdown here. It's so emotional. So it's a very emotional thing. Yeah, and they're so cute. And they obviously do that to like pull on our heartstrings to get the like the little munchkins. I remember my nativity play when I was a kid because I was in a junior school that um, they were. It wasn't mixed, so the but it was all part of the same kind of school. So there was girls' school and the boys' school. And the boys' school came over to watch our nativity play, and I was devastated. I wasn't the lead, as in like Jesus, Jesus or Mary. I was the king. I was like. What is this? What is this? I am not a supporting actor. (laughs) But I was like, I'm going to. I remember my mum getting the towel from the, I had a green towel and she made my crown and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out there and be the star of this show. And I had one line and my younger younger brother (laughs) was in the audience. It's a wonder you weren't pregnant. (laughs) A pregnant Mary. I'll show them. I wasn't even a Mary. I was, was, I'll show them. Oh, look at this for something different. I... I was a king. I was one of the kings. So I came out and I had one line about myrrh or something like that. Did they bring the... And anyway, I was like, I'm going to make this the best line a king has ever said. And my my little brother stood up and was like, it was really sweet. But I kind of want to do that with my kids now. Um, My little brother paused up and was like, so sweet because he was so proud and I was so angry with him. He ruined my line. I said my line. He stood up and he was like, that's my sister. Ah, Amy It's so gorgeous. And every time, you know, every time, the kids have only done a few nativity plays, but um, I want to stand up and go, that's my son. But you can't do that. No. (laughs) You can't do it. But your heart is is saying that. And I remember that so clearly. And it was so sweet. And I was like, I was like, oh, it's so raging, but also quite cute. But he totally upstaged my line. And he's not the actor he should have been. Mark, Mark probably should have done that. Oh, that, that was Hubbard Jr. Yeah, Hubbard Jr. Bless. So sweet. He, I think he was only in junior infants. Um, but what else am I going to say? Yeah, back to school. So back to school. So you'll be crying. Son, well, he's just going to get an awful land because I think that leap into secondary school is enormous, you know, and he's going to be playing rugby for the first time in his life because he's, he's a soccer man. He's yeah. mad for the football, but it's a rugby school. So, and he's no choice. He has to play it. So I'm like going, oh my God, what is coming down the track? However, I did take him to try on his uniform. So to answer your question, am I prepared? I am prepared because I have a big telly show coming up in September and August is already 
Done. Done. So I'm like, I have bought the uniform. I have got the books. Yeah. This isn't like me, by the way. I normally do this end of August or mid-August. I start, I go panic, panic, panic the books. But I, I'm done it all because I, I won't be around. Uh, so, I, d- I, d- I won't be around. I did sorry, the, I won't I did be the, around. <laughs> okay, so there's your books and there's your uniform and I've put the labels on it and good luck. Dad will take you. That's great. <laughs> but I want to say to you about, the, about Dan that when I took him for the uniform, he'd never worn a tie or a oh. shirt or a blazer. He was divine in it. Now, he suddenly looked like a grown-up as well. I got an awful fright. I went, oh my God. I, I could glimpse the man. You know what I mean? Like he's a boy, but I glimpsed the man. The blazer, the tie. Now he was given out an awful. This is very stiff. The shirt is stiff. The tie. What is this? A tie. He's never, ever had Your a tie. Your kids didn't have a uniform. Did they? No, the, no neither no. neither do mine. So I think they're going to get a they're going to get a shock. Oh, shock. <laughs> He's just can't believe it. Oh, the it's the first pair of trousers ever worn. Look, my son has worn nylon tracksuit pants. I cannot get him out of them. I'm mortified. I'm going down. Please, chinos. I'm begging you. I've chinos. bought. He's I've bought the softest. But like, you can't rock up to like a wedding or a dinner. Go into a restaurant in the nylon. He's highly flammable. He's like walking around <laughs> in this head to toe nylon. You know, you know the football. All that, that stuff, whatever it's even called. I don't know what the fabric is. Let's flammable say, gear. Highly flammable, like the Pope. So you like the Pope, you're highly flammable. <laughs> and I'm mad for the scented candles. I'm afraid to light a, can- I light a strike a match around them. I'm like, stand, stand back, love, stand back. I can't light matches around you, you're highly flammable. What would you say to young Mum D? Is there anything you do differently or would you just say, would you now give yourself a break? Well, you wouldn't have hidden their sweets to start. <laughs> but anything else? Don't pick up the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I don't know what I can I'd figure say. out what I'd it is. I'd say, look, it's just you're doing your best. We're just too hard on ourselves. Just stop. Like, do you know what? All they just need, kids just need a lot of loving. They don't need the avocados, really. <laughs> You know, and they don't really have to be at the zoo. Like they, they'll get all the experiences and all the food will all come to them. They just need a lot of loving. That's all. Just relax. Relax. The good thing about camera phones now is that you can take proof of being at the zoo and proof of giving them a piece of an avocado. So if they throw it back at you down the line, you can go through, scroll through. Sorry, here's the day. There's the day that you had the avocado. That's, that's the day. <laughs> that was, you did have that avocado, avocado mm. age five. Dee, I, we were talking recently and you said that one of the first times we ever met, um, I was, I think, now I will have to preface this by saying it was, I think it was the clinic. That was my peak either or days. I think it must have been. And and we were in a car. I think we might have been, why? I don't know why we would have been sharing a car home. Possibly we lived in the same direction. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So this, I had never met you and you were doing an either or. And it was out there, wild. And I thought, this one is nuts. She is nuts. So I will say that we, myself and Norma Sheehan, who is a good friend of both of ours, yes. who is so brilliant. So we, I did the clinic for seven years and the way the geography, if for nobody who kind of understands the way sets work, they're great but it's a long L day and the geography of the clinic was is that myself and Norma kind of had to hang around all day <laughs> because in case somebody came out of one of the room and they may have caught the back of your head. So I was delighted to be there. I, it was my first kind of proper, real, like long running job and I loved every minute of it um, so I was happy to be there and I was having the crack with Norma and it was brilliant but we had a lot of time to kill so we did that a lot so I think I just hadn't unwound after the day <laughs> you shared a car with me it was like this one is wild so I just thought in the honour The days when you could spend hours doing either or Yeah I mean it's just so cute now you're run off your feet with three children I, think I wouldn't kill Nine, for But you wouldn't kill for four hours of either or Oh four hours it, They were long days but they were great days Can you imagine just that uh, you're, you're, someone like Norma being your pal in that You couldn't I, have asked that was, that was a blessing. That was a blessing that you had blessing. Okay, this is your either or. Would you rather teach your kid the Mokaniluk and long division fractions um, and comparing congruent geometric figures or have your eyelashes pulled out one by one? I'd have my eyelashes ah, pulled yeah. out one by one, yeah, because they could be replaced. <laughs> a few extensions. <laughs> be grand. The Mokaniluk. Um would you rather reset your leaving search, take up Latin and applied maths, or have another baby right now? I I take up Latin and applied maths. <laughs> Uh, which is scarier a thousand wild feral unpredictable cats taking over your house or living with a teenager oh god we love them we love them yeah cats the cats (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, would you rather do 847 self tapes with no success oh god oh god 
<laughs> it's been a lot of my career. That's bad. <laughs> or be on a long haul flight to a faraway country with a toddler. Um, soft tapes? Yeah, every time. Every time. Okay, um, two last questions. What do you hope for your kids? Oh, happiness, health and happiness. <laughs> and pick up their shit. <laughs> you did say what you hope for your kids. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, no, that that that's it. Like, like, yeah. there's no point. You know, forget every, forget, forget it, forget everything. Forget, forget ambitions for them. Can keep them alive, healthy, yeah. full of love, happy, well adjusted. I'd like them to be well adjusted human beings that go. Oh yeah, my parents were were decent. Yeah, that'll do. That's I'll take it. I'll take yeah, it all day. And what's the best thing? I know we can kind of go gobble wrecked and all of these these you know they're with all the stuff that's really hard. But what's the best thing about being a mum? I, I, I'd probably say the laughs. I have a lot of laughs. <laughs> a lot of laughs. That's great. That's the best answer. Yeah, there's a lot of laughs. And like they, they, they are, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't imagine life without them. Like they're... You won't get rid of them too soon. No, but the laughs are good. Good. Yeah. Oh, Dee, that was so lovely. Well, you're such a lovely, brilliant mum. And I just think your kids are, must be so proud of you. They'll probably tell you in their 20s. I will force them to listen to this. <laughs> and I will force... You see? Did you hear what Amy said? A good, she said it. Ha, good mum. So that's it. It's out there. Oh, I'd say they're so proud of you. And what a fun, brilliant mum raising millions for charity. Emma Freud, I've never done this. Emma <laughs> Freud, that's all from me. I'm afraid we're at a time. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for having me, Thank Andy. you for coming in, Dee. What a pleasure. Well, thank you so much to Deirdre for coming in and just hanging out with me for an hour. You can also listen to Dee's podcast, the Deirdre O'Kane podcast. So after you've listened to ours and given like five stars and loads of nice reviews, jump on to Dee's. It's really good. Um, it's fantastic. And they talk about everything that happens in a week of life. So definitely listen to that too. And listen, lads, all the usual, all the usual stuff. Just subscribe and like it there and all those things. That would really be lovely. We'd appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys soon. At Aldi, you'll find everything you need for a scarily good Halloween. Children's costumes just for 99 and spooky house decorations from 149 in store 3rd of October. Pumpkins from 99 cent in store 30th of September. And Haribo Super Mini Mix Cadbury Buttons Treat Bags and Kids Mix from 45 cent. You can always count on Aldi. <laughs> Everybody get to Aldi for an amazing Halloween. Aldi, every day amazing.